Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 8 degrees in Edmonton, minus 11 degrees in Saskatoon, and 1 degree in Toronto. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join the live show. Um, There's an opportunity to ask your questions in the chat or click the call-in button, call into the show and ask your questions. But definitely take advantage of the opportunity every morning to to bring your questions, get them answered, and uh, take some action today. And how about instead of just some regular, you know, um, basic you know, no name brand action today. How about we take some massive action? Maybe some like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Name brand action today. You know the type, right, Gab? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You feeling it? You guys digging it today? <laughs> I've never heard action taking uh, compared to brands. You've never. I see a whole lot of no name brand action taking. <laughs> I don't know. You I'm know seeing a I lot mean? of brand name action taking. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> something to think about tomorrow. When, when, when you're thinking about that action you're taking, all right? Anyways, good morning to everybody. Is this a new thing? Are we going to do this every morning? In, until, until it gets old. It's old. <laughs> Is it getting old? I love it, though. Um, I For the longest, I, I can't believe... <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be funny to anybody else, but like, you know, whenever, like, whenever anyone is posting any picture of them or some video of them in Mexico on vacation or, you know, a video of them looking out at their yard with their coffee cup, they always, you know what I mean? Or just, you know, in (laughs) everyone uses that. And I, and I, and Gabby was like trying to pick music for some video one morning. And uh, and I'm just like, why don't you use just that like that good morning song? And I was like, and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, how do you not see this every day? Literally every morning, it's been ruined by that song. <laughs> Gabby had never catchy. seen it before. So, anyways, kind of a little bit, a little bit of an inside joke this morning. Uh, good morning to Eric and Courtney and John and Josh and Kathleen and Ken and Denise. Thanks for joining into the live show. Where are you? Where am I? I thought I was at the top. Matt just... Cassidy's here. Don's here. Carlos is here. El Ray is in the house. His house. L- Lori's in the house. Lori. Glenn. Garrett. Lori's going to give some some brand name action taken today. Same with Garrett. I know that for, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Morning. I, I don't even know what names already said, but good morning, Cody and Kyle and Nat and Brandon and Paul. Oh my goodness. Good morning, everybody. Don't forget Glenn. Good, I, I said Glenn. Don't forget I? Patrick. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, May. 
Are you going to, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to say good morning to May? Hell yeah, I am. What about Paul? I, you know what? I <laughs> went, I, I, May ended my night and now she's starting my morning. Uh, is it pardon? <laughs> we had a mastermind call last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Good morning, where, where Jared. Where did you go? Where did Tyson. you go last night? <laughs> Good morning, Nasir. A uh, Garrett's on Walmart mode. Okay. All right. All right. Just, Good morning, just, Sheila. Just don't. Not too many rollbacks on that on that action taking. This is getting weird. It's not even making any sense anymore. <laughs> I was trying to think of a Walmart brand. Walmart doesn't have brands. Let's forget about it. Just just do some stuff today, guys. Let's do some stuff. <laughs> All right. I also ended my my night and I'm starting my morning with Sheila. No way. See? My peeps. My peeps in the house. Where's Tay Tay? Taylor, are you here? No, I don't see Taylor. Not here yet? Um, you're referring <laughs> to the Women's Real Estate Investing Mastermind. Yes. Um, you are starting another one up. You don't talk about it on the show, on the show very often. I haven't. So mm. now is your opportunity. Um if you are a woman, uh, so, sorry, dudes, I tried. Um, <laughs> well, dude, dudes are not allowed no in dudes. the Women's Real Estate Investing <laughs> Mastermind. <clears throat> However, ladies are. And, uh, oh, Tay-Tay just showed up. Good morning, Taylor. She's <laughs> <laughs> probably like, why are they talking about me? We're talking about the Women's Mastermind. Yes. Um, and you have a new one starting up and you got a few spots left. Yes, I have one starting on February 22nd. So this group will be running on Wednesday evenings bi-weekly. Uh, we have Zoom calls that are about two hours long and they're awesome. Ask um, ask Tete, May, or Sheila, who are all here this morning with you. Do you have two <laughs> Sheilas in that group? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And it's um, I always feel bad because I'm like, hey, and other Sheila. <laughs> Not like, it, it always feels crappy saying that, but. Or we can say BC Sheila and Alberta Sheila. Mm. It's just no real good way. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, I have a new women's real estate investing mastermind group starting February 22nd. It's a intimate group of just five women. So none of this big, uh, big random meeting with people showing up and them calling it a mastermind group. No, um, no groups of, of 30 women uh with a speaker, no, it, this is a true mastermind. It's an intimate group of five women. These people are members for the entire year. They're with you. They're your cheerleaders. They become your friends. They are your motivators. They hold you accountable. These are your peeps. It's a true mastermind group. Um, so as I just mentioned, it's uh, 12 months. It's uh, bi-weekly Zoom calls. We do goal setting for both business and personal. Uh, we do vision boarding and defining your why, uh, figuring out your values, and um, in the in the week biweekly sessions, we do action planning. We celebrate successes, work through challenges. Um, we have hot seats where one of the members gets kind of dedicated time to work through their roadblocks that they're uh, currently facing. We share resources, and um, it's really just a great place for accountability, motivation, women's support. As I said, friendship, and it's uh, really just a great community to be a part of. Um, to have kind of women on your side, I know that that's a tough part for me. Uh, being in this industry, is you show up to these networking events. If any of you were there on Saturday, it was male dominant, one hundred percent central. <laughs> um, so it's a place for us women to come together and. Um, be vulnerable about our journey and really just like work together work through it together with other women um, and being able to kind of open up and talk about the struggles that um, that 
men don't necessarily uh, connect with or, um, yeah, I guess connect with. A lot of times, understand. Understand, yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, if they're interested in that, uh, just reach out to you on socials or email. You can email the show, info at reimorningshow.com. Yeah, reach out to me. Yeah. Yeah, connect with Gabby. Um, It's pretty old school. You can send her a letter or something. (laughs) Send a pigeon. Uh, what do we got going on today? Uh, it, like, honestly, like, what do we have going on today? Like, what's what's going on in our schedule, our calendar? I don't even know what's going on. What are we? What are you guys working on 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 the show? Uh, we feel- have we have somebody coming to fix our dishwasher. Uh. <laughs> um, and I'm working on taxes. That's my day. Nice. Yeah. I think I just got. I got to go into town and check on. Um, the flips, and I think I have a couple of coffees in there as well. Kind of packed in the gaps there. Um, nice. Nothing, nothing too crazy. What, what's everybody else up to? And they, they, feel free to share in the comments. And I know here you are saying you're thinking to yourself, well, wait, you know what happened to that whole, you know, name brand. You know, your, um, you know, your name brand. Action taken. Doesn't sound like you're doing much action taken. I know. It sucks. I'm in management mode today. <clears throat> not not the not the place I like to be hanging out in. I don't like going out and checking in on things. I like going in and, and, and mixing things up and making new shit. But unfortunately, it's not the day today. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Wednesday sounds like today a really good... Today is not the day. Today is not the day. <laughs> uh, but uh, tomorrow could be a day. Yeah? What are you going to get up to? <laughs> I am just like, it could be. Could be. It could be. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, back in the comments here. <clears throat> Sheila says the mastermind is awesome. Thank you, Sheila. Yeah, we had a really good call last night. Um, lots of really great conversation. I love it. Awesome. Uh, we do have lots of questions for the show today. I also had some stuff I want to talk about, but I've been doing that a lot lately. I say like, we got some questions we'd like to get to. And then I start talking and then I talk about something for 45 minutes and then I'm like, oh, and the questions will wait again. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try my best to keep it under 10 minutes today. What I got to talk about and then we'll do questions afterwards. Does that sound <laughs> Good. Sure. Uh, Let's do it. Nasir says, Gabby, I have four ladies and one female dog, and I am I am connected <laughs> with girls. <laughs> Sounds like my dad. Wow. Um, Liam says, me and Cody, or Cody and I. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Liam. Uh, officially have two more townhouses a flip and a burr damn yeah keep them busy boys holy shit snacks so I don't how know. many properties is that i don't know <laughs> I, I can't even keep up i can't even keep up with the people that i'm coaching and mentoring i can't <laughs> so that's why you guys got you know just make sure you post more videos about what it is that you guys are doing in the mentorship group no shit yeah I saw um, something regarding Joey pop up uh, in my feed this morning as well. 
yeah. from Calvin Realty. So yeah. what that was yeah. all about. I saw I saw that, you know, on an Instagram <laughs> story and I had to message Joey. I'm like, Joey Critch, what the hell's going on? And he's like, oh, I'm in trouble. You used my full name. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're not telling me that you locked up another deal? He should be finishing. I think his flip is like done too. He's got a flip he's finishing up right now. And uh, he's now he's buying another flip. And um, he's, he's working on a very complicated um, seller financing deal as well, which I can't wait to brag about that deal. I gotta, he's not talking about it too much because it's not finalized and there's some complications, but he's locking up like a pretty fucking sweet agreement. Sorry for swearing. Um, a pretty sweet agreement for sale deal. Nice. Um, that is like brag worthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, congratulations, Liam. Uh, Denis is uh, is is here in, in the chat, and he says he's doing tax prep and bookkeeping. Super fun. Super fun. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sean is grounding tile on a bath and walk and shower punch list uh, for upstairs on our burr. Uh, then on to the basement. Um, Sean also says, really cool to see everyone kicking ass in the group. It's super motivating. Yeah, it is. It is. It is so cool. Okay. Um, Cody, please. I'm about to read your comment, but please state since when. When did this start? But Cody says, three burrs and one flip with Liam and I. Plus, I have two more flips I'm working on. Possession dates are staggered. And. When when did when did Cody start? <laughs> I have I have a list. I got hang on a second. I know, but like I want to know like when when did the first of these properties that you've listed out when when did the first one take possession? Like, <laughs> I, I'm thinking it was like five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Cody, what? I want him to tell us. Oh, <laughs> this is insanity. Yeah, I well look in the comments. Everyone's like, "Damn, Cody! Damn, Cody is right." <laughs> Massive action. Yeah. Massive action. That's what I'm talking about. That's um, that's uh, n- name brand, name brand name, action name type. Name brand. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I like about Cody? What do you like about Cody? Tell us. Uh, he's not reckless either, and it seems like it seems like everyone's like, "Well, that's a little too much." But we talked. We talked about this. Yeah, he's not you reckless. And I. He's like the safest, most like make sure everything is is what it is, and like, yeah, he's yeah, very. Mm, can't think of the right word. I can't either, except safe. <laughs> yeah. Very responsible. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So uh, he says August, which I think he means he joined in August, joined Masters in August, maybe. Um, And then my single family was on November 1st and first townhouse was December 1st. Crazy. So uh, in a month and a half, um, locked up all of that, all that shit. You know what I like about that, Gabby? What? Um, It just goes to show that it's possible. You know what I mean? Because you can, you can listen to me, you know, you know, spit, rant every day and, you know, point fingers and say, you got this and you can do this. And it's all possible if you just take a little bit of action, name brand action, not no name brand action. You know what I mean? 
and 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 a lot of people they get fired up about it and they get motivated and then they go and they try and it's like oh but what about these other things and how am I supposed to take care of all these rents and like how do I know what rent is and how do I do bookkeeping and how do I properly structure my lease and how do I make sure that they don't you know bail out on me and and they get all worried but like you know what I mean like it's it's everything. Ugh, I wish no one. I, I wish someone didn't write a book with this title. But everything is figureoutable. It's all you can figure out everything, right? Now, you have a great resource here every morning that you can ask questions, right? So if you were to go and just lock up five properties today and just go for it, you could come back tomorrow morning and ask five questions, and we would answer them for you, and you'd have all the information that you need for that day. And then as things progress throughout tomorrow, January eleventh, come back in January twelfth in the morning and ask questions from the previous day. You know what I mean? Or, you know, get a coach or a mentor or join masters, right? And have that, you know, that accountability and that support and that guidance. It's totally possible. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing, you know, um, everyone taking lots of action and, 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 and having these results because it shows it, it's, it, it, it's easier for me to be able to show, you know, people that are doing it rather than just saying it every day. It, it 100% is possible. You are capable, I guess is a, is, is a better way of saying it. Not so much as it possible, but you are capable of doing it mm-hmm. because Cody did not, he does not have years of experience. Like he, he, he jumped right in it and he went, head first and he started learning and he's like when he when he did first join in like he started learning fast yeah like he just taken the courses going through all the home study kits and stuff like that asking really good questions right yeah um and and he's doing it at a very very responsible rate as well as we said earlier so anyways great job cody um okay let's take a quick little commercial break i got something i want to talk about and then we can get into questions for today sound good good Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. (laughs) So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. <laughs> We're back. Matt, that's awesome. Says every single time you guys play that, I always say no sloppy seconds with Wayne. <laughs> It's like a ritual now. <laughs> we we have other like we have other commercials that we recorded, but like that one's my favorite, so I just stuck with it. <laughs> no sloppy seconds. That's the you know that's why I likes about uh, DCI properties. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of DCI, they're actually going to be coming to uh, Edmonton uh, at the end of January, and I don't have a firm date yet, and I don't have everything all finalized, but uh, we will. Uh, very, very likely be doing a meetup, uh, meet and greet with them. Um, you know what? Hey, t- 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 tell you what. Um, uh, mark it down in pencil in your calendar, or at the very least, just kind of mark it down. Yeah, just mark it down just to be tentatively. Um, there may be uh, a meet and greet um, on January 24th. Uh, um, 
an opportunity to come out and network and to meet the guys at DCI Properties and to meet us as well. Uh, January 24th, not confirmed yet, but I just want to get everyone a little bit of notice because that is two weeks away uh, and that'll be in Edmonton. Uh, what else we got here? Um, <laughs> back to the commercial. Um, Cody says, for a while, I thought you read that every day and Gabby continued to laugh at Wayne's joke. <laughs> you thought we were reading that every morning? <laughs> And Gabby still found it funny every day for like f for four months. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, Lori did as well. They they thought, and Gabby just ran away for a sec, but they thought that I uh, you read that commercial every morning and then and you also laughed at my joke every morning. Every day. Uh, yeah, she don't find me that funny. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, we're, 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 we're burning through this show. Um, so I'm going to get into some questions that were left behind, um, from a little while ago. And these are going to be all over the place today. So if you're planning on writing a review on iTunes and, you know, you're a little concerned about the consistency of the episode and how we're all over the place and the topic doesn't exactly match the, uh, the content, um, please, you know, have a little patience. Um, uh, Chastin asked a very long time ago, what's going on with the windows at your, at your one flip? How far out should people be ordering windows for renos nowadays? Okay. So our windows are in, um, we got it kind of sort of resolved. Um, we got creative and we, we, got, we, you know, we solved our sliding door issue. So the windows were in last week. Mm -hmm. Um, they were ordered in August expected on november 15th what was it initially like 14 weeks that's what i'm trying to figure out right now um let's go one two three four five six it was like yeah it was like 14 15 weeks I think the initial the initial quote was well, that it was going to be fourteen weeks. I, well, when I first did the quote, they they sent it back and they they mixed. Um, I didn't notice until I was about to sign it that they we 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 put an order in for two properties and they mixed both properties on each quote, mm -hmm. and I wanted to make sure they got the right windows, and it, and, and it turns out they 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 messed one up. Yeah. Um, so they had to go back, remeasure it. So then it was like another week or two delay. So anyways, I'd say about 14 weeks originally. Um, now, and then it was delayed eight weeks on top of that um, because of manufacturer issues. Now, that's that's a pretty normal thing that we're hearing about right now. I'm, I'm talking a lot of other investors um, and fix and flippers. And uh, that's pretty much what they're dealing with as well. And it's not a uh, Windows supplier installer issue. It's a manufacturing issue. Right. So Windows uh, in uh, suppliers, they 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 get their windows from you know, I think there's like three major manufacturers, um, in uh, in North America. One of them is Gen, I think it's Gen Weld or something like that. Um, there's Plied Gem and uh all weather windows um those are the those are the main ones um and uh anyways uh recently they've just been having a lot of issues in manufacturing 
and it's heavily delayed. And this has been going on since um, 2020, 2021. Um, and it might have just been like the whole pandemic, you know, got things fall behind. I don't 100% know the reasoning behind the manufacturing issues. But um, anyways, you know, you should be planning uh, at, uh, at least three months for Windows. Yeah. And that makes it very hard when you're trying to get a flip done in less than you know 12 weeks um it's you know we've gabby and i have debated about it heavily about you know should we just keep the windows uh, order them put it up on the markets and say in the realtor notes that you know new windows are on the way <laughs> new windows are on the way and they will be provided whenever you do something like that it's like i don't know and then, then the buyers can be like, well, what kind of windows are they, you know, do you have your, you know, your, your three pane. Yeah. Instead know, of just being happy that there's new windows you know, as you would be when you walk in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they wouldn't know the difference between new windows and windows that were installed 10 years ago anyways. Um, but once you shine a light on it, it's like suddenly they're like, well, I want to know what kind of windows. And then they use that as a leverage to. You know, well, you're clearly putting cheap windows in. Then you can show your receipt for twenty grand, and they're like, "Well, I, I, I want these types of windows." And my dad says, "You know, these windows are shit." So, anyways, um, to to avoid that, we we haven't. The other option is just to not replace the windows and just to kind of paint. You know, if it's um, if it's wood frame windows, you can just kind of paint the frame a little bit and just kind of whatever. In the middle of winter, you're going to have condensation on the windows. It's going to look like shit. Mm -hmm. If you leave the um, the the metal, what are they like aluminum windows, whatever whatever they are, um, they're going to stand out like a sore thumb because everything is brand new, new brand new trim and everything. And then you're going to have like the metal colored, you know, windows, mm -hmm. um, chrome windows, never. Yeah. So you can't leave it like that either. Um, so it's a real, it's a real, it's a real pain in the uh, the butt. Um, there's not really much you can do um, unless, of course, you're just going to look for window like properties that have newer white windows. Um, Which but that'll limit you. That's going to yeah. limit you in the opportunities because like if you want a really great opportunity with a nice spread for, you know, the ability to renovate a property and increase the value and make profit off of it, a lot of them are in really bad shape and a lot of them don't have new windows or newer windows. It's rare. It is possible, but, you know, like the property I went and looked at yesterday, that house did not have new windows. Yeah. Um, and most of the properties that we, you know, we looked at last year, you know, the windows were not salvageable. Um, so, you know, what do you do? I don't know, Justin, I don't know what the heck to do. <laughs> that's that's the honest truth yeah well i think like one thing that worked uh not in our favor is that um we were a little bit late getting our window order in because uh, we had some changes of contractors and just some stuff happened at the beginning of our renovation um so if you have a place locked up and you remove conditions like in part of your uh due diligence process like when you schedule your inspection have somebody come out that at that same time to do a window quote for you or a couple people so that you, you know, use your best quote, but have them come out at that time and measure out the windows and get you your quote so that when you remove conditions, you can just say, hey, window guy, can you put that order in, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you've probably bought yourself 
maybe two or three weeks. I mean, depending what your you know possession date is, but you might you may have just bought yourself two or three or four weeks, maybe six weeks, maybe only one week. But that's time. That time is valuable. Yeah. Instead of waiting until the day you have possession um, to put the order in, and then you're you're already behind, right? So that is my I think probably my my best tip that I could give you guys yeah. is to is to get that quote done during your due diligence and to place the order when conditions are removed. Um, I, I'm seeing lots of comments here saying, yeah, ours, ours took 16. Ours are, you know, aren't scheduled until March, you know, a lot of that. Yeah. So it's, it's been ongoing and it's still happening. So this is something that we dealt with um, early or actually late 2021. And into early 2022, we were trying to get a window replaced. And it was like, I think it was a minimum three to four months. Uh, oh, no, at that time, it was uh, five. No, I can't remember now. I think it was five months they were quoting um, out for just one window. So this has been ongoing. It We thought it was getting better for a little bit. But um, this just goes to show, you know, I did look back in our emails. We were initially quoted 11 weeks and uh, it turned out to be 18 weeks. Yeah. for this job um just with delays out of their control there was nothing they could do yeah. they said they should be in at this time but and and like you'll see in the contracts like they can't be held to it <laughs> they'll yeah, get them when that, they get them yeah that was interesting um yeah. they, they, they can't be held responsible for any manufacturer delays yeah um yeah uh now i just wanted to point out that in most cases the, the windows that most of us are buying for our rental properties and for our burrs and for our flips I'm saying as a community, are normally the lower grade, um, like builder grade. You know what I mean? We want the cheapest windows. As long as it's new, that's the most important thing to us. So with that being said, um, you know, feel free to ask your window supplier or multiple window suppliers. Okay. So like, you know, based on the windows that I was asking for, you're saying it's going to be 12 weeks, 11 weeks, whatever. What about like, uh, is there any more like expensive options that can be delivered sooner? And that might be worth the consideration. Um, I've heard of some people, you know, paying a little bit more to get them in sooner. Um, because if you think about the holding costs, you know, of holding, waiting an extra month on your project, say, you know, you're planning on listing it and selling it and your holding costs are 4,500 or 5,000 bucks a month. It might be worth paying an extra 3000 bucks for your windows to save 5000 right? So um, ask questions, see what options are available. Maybe they've got a window or some windows in stock uh, locally or at a different, you know, uh, manufacturer. They might be able to go to a different manufacturer who has, um, you know, a faster, you know, production time um, to get them on site. Uh, and, and you might be, it might, it might save you some money. So, um, don't just listen to what everybody else says. Make sure you're asking around and get creative. Um, Johnny, a quick question from him says, uh, what was your double garage worth when you built it, uh, in Edmonton again? Um, he was asking about, we built a couple double garages this year. Um, for your, uh, 20 by 20, if I recall, it was, 37 38 and change um pretty much every quote that we got i got like seven quotes was all like right at 37 yeah they were like almost identical they were all identical <laughs> and it's all based off of um the cost of lumber that particular day if you're looking for a quote you won't get a quote for like a week because they have to go and they have to get individual quotes for all the different materials for the 
um, to build it because it just changes so much. So uh, I would budget 40,000. If you're looking for a 20 by 22, it's it's closer to like 45, 46. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy how expensive it is. And how much does the a garage increase the value of your property? 20 or 25. It, uh, for some how reason. How much does it change the desirability though? Nah, can't. Can't put a price on that. Can't put a price on that. Um, it's it's interesting because you know for the longest time it was always twenty or twenty five thousand dollars to build a garage and mm-hmm. it was twenty or twenty five thousand dollars in if increase in value, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the the value has not caught up with the cost of building it yet. Yeah, but um, I think that most people don't realize that the cost of building those garages have gone up so much. Like unless you've gone out and got a quote, like I remember being shocked when we found out how much it was going to cost to build a garage. Cause in my mind it was still 25 grand, Yeah, maybe 30, maybe it's gone up, maybe it's 30. So I think to the common person who, who just isn't in the industry or does, has not even gotten that, those types of quotes before, like you would be of, you know, oh, it's got a garage, 25, Yeah, you know? Um, so Jared's got a question about outliers uh, in regards to uh, uh, sold comparables uh, when you're trying to establish value. Okay, so Jared says, okay, so I have a question. I'm trying to figure out if one of my comparables is an outlier or not. Most comparables in a townhouse complex are in the high 100s, but they aren't renovated. But there is one. $267,000 sold two weeks ago. It's 100K more than any other comparable, but fully renovated, minus the finished basement. I fear that one is an outlier and not reliable. Um, I would strongly suggest asking um, a licensed professional, <laughs> um, a realtor. Because, uh, I, I mean, I know my market very well, uh, and I, I could speak for that, but if if all of them are like, High 100s, unrenovated. Well, it, it depends on your market. Um, you know, J- Jared and I have, have, have gone over this, if, you know, um, many times and, you know, with masters and, and the mentorship group on coaching sessions. But um, there's normally like a market value for like your standard Let's just use an example of a, a normal um, tree-lined, you know, neighborhood, mature neighborhood, 1970s builds, bungalows, you know, every house on that street, regardless of, you know, whether Jim put in vinyl flooring or redid the kitchen, they're all worth, say, $400,000, okay? And that's the market value. And that's, you know, when Jim calls up the realtor and says, ah, I want to sell my house. And it's just like, it's just Jim's old house. You know what I mean? He he redid the kitchen with Ikea cabinets back in 2009. And, you know, the roof is, you know, five years old. And, you know, he put a really nice hot water tank and a, and a, and a jacuzzi in the back. You know what I mean? Like mom and dad's house. That's worth $400,000 every day. And that's, that's pretty much the uh, what the market value is based off of. But then, like, you've got... Um, uh, uh, Carol across the street. Carol Baskins lives on the same street. Um, she she across the street. She's you know been having some hard times, and um, legal bills are like starting to stack up, and she can't make her payments and stuff like that. And she hasn't taken care of. She's got cats and cats and cats and cats and cats, lots of cats, and those cats are just like the 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 litter boxes are overflowing, and the the carpets all like completely 
um, you know, torn up. Right. And she's just like living in her own filth and the house is disgusting. And there's a dead husband in the backyard. And there's a dead husband in the one in the basement. Um, her house is not going to be worth 400 K. So there's normally, there's normally that, that level of like dilapidated, you know, like unkept house has a certain value in that neighborhood as well. I'm trying to be serious here again. <laughs> Just, I'm not okay over here. So in that neighborhood, it, there's normally an established value for like what someone can get that house for, and there's normally there's um, there's normally like a basement, like there's there's not 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 where the dead husband is. I mean, like like the lowest price you're going to be able to get it for, right? And let's say it's normally very close to the the value of the land, right? Are you going to get land value price? Maybe. Depends on how salvageable the house is or whether it's going to be a teardown. So it might be 250 to 280, right? So if dilapidated version of that bungalow, Carol Baskin's house is worth between 250 and 280, you know, Jim across the street who did the IKEA kitchen cabinets but did a shit job on the countertop um, and got the jacuzzi in the back is worth 400. Then what's the value of Liam's down the road that he just bought? for 270 did $120,000 worth of renovations. Well, it's probably around 520, right? Because Liam's is I said Liam, right? Yeah. Um Liam's is is like beautifully renovated. You know, it's got quartz countertops, you know, nice kitchen, it's got all the fancy light fixtures and all that stuff, it's got bluetooth this and that. And, you know, it's a really, really nice and nothing was like everything was renovated. Right. And it's like flip quality. Like it's, it's beautiful. So in that same neighborhood on the same street, same 1100 square foot bungalows, um, you've got a $520,000 house. You got Liam's and you got Jim's $400,000 house and you got Carol Baskin's $250,000 house. Right. Now, if there's some random 650, someone sells one for 650, then then you have to question, like, why did that one sell for 650? What was so special about it? Well, Joey came in and he put an elevator in it and he's got a secret bookcase and he built a, a triple garage and it was on some weird pilot that had an extra 500 square meters or something. And backed onto the ravine. And backed onto the ravine. See, you're not going to that you can't use that as a market comparable. So if if Joey sold that for 650, you can't be like, "Oh, wow. I mean, like normally I I could buy a Carol Baskin's house for 250, renovate it and sell it for 520 because I have a market comparable that Le that Liam did. It's worth 520, but Joey came in and did one for 650. Well, that means that if I do it, it's worth 650. Well, no, because it's not the same. It's not comparable. Right. And that's how you determine whether something is an outlier or not. It does not fit with the others. Just like when, you know, back to high school mathematics or, you know, grade school mathematics. Um, when you're trying to create a mean average, um, you take all of the numbers, right? Um, and you bunch them all together. You add them all up and you divide them by the by the amount of, you know, um, uh, values. Um, but, you know, if you got 200, 200, 200, 204, 203, 202, and then a 220, you normally rule out the 220 right? Because yeah. it's an outlier. It's the same thing with sole comparables when you're trying to establish what the, what the market value is. So uh, that's typically how you would do it. Um, but 
you know, as I was saying to Jared a couple of minutes ago, I, I I can't say for certain, you know, what the value of a like a high end flip is in that complex. Um, you know, compared to the others, if everything is high one hundreds, it would be very comparable to like a a Jim's four hundred and and um and Joey, sorry, and Liam's five twenty, right? Maybe that is the that's that's. Maybe maybe that is the the, the market um, values for those type of properties. I don't know, um, but unless you had other flip, you might just have to. What I would recommend, Jared, talk to a realtor, and I would expand your search further. So if you've got the last, if if your realtor is pulling comparables for you for the last six months, I would ask them to pull it from that for the last twelve months. See if you can get another comparable that is similar to what you are going to be renovating it to meaning your high end, you know, flip, you know, quality um, so that you can find um, another comparable that is closer to what you are trying to compare to in, in regards to quality and see if there's something else that just a little further back. So that way you can, you can just confirm, right? Yeah. I mean, you can sell, you can, you can buy any property, renovate it and sell it for whatever you want. It's just, what is someone willing to pay? Mm-hmm. And when they're determining whether the value is accurate or not, uh, a buyer, a home buyer, what they do is they ask their realtor to pull comparables to see if the value is accurate. And the last thing you want is someone who's really interested in your townhouse flip and you've got it listed for 267 and their realtor says, well, wait a second, they're way out to lunch on this. This is only worth 240 or 230 And then suddenly your profit's gone. Yeah. When I, and like when I read um, Jared's question there, I'm thinking in my mind, like if you can get an unrenovated one, so in whatever mediocre or crappy condition for high 100s, so let's call it 180, 190, that would be high 100s to me. And if somebody wanted to purchase one of those and renovate it, they're going to be putting probably enough money to get you up to pretty darn close to that 267 to make it a freshly renovated property. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, well, if you're just simply looking at what you could easily pick one up for and then how much it would cost to renovate it, I would say that that 267 probably sounds legit. Like that's what it would cost, right? Cost, not what the market says and what people are willing and all that kind of stuff. But the numbers just, just looking at it plainly make sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I can't tell if this is, um, Jared, it'd be good. It'd be good. To inf- like I might be able to help you if you tell me what city it's in. Uh, if it's in Edmonton, I can give you a better idea. Cause I, I know Edmonton very well and I know the market values. Calgary, Calgary is a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you can go into one neighborhood and you know, townhouses are 200 and the next they're 320. Um, it's all over the place in that, in that city. So I, I, I'm not an expert in each of the individual neighborhoods. So that's why. Um, I was curious, but Nat had a really good point as well to check the expired listings as well um, to see what they were listing it for. Because even though it didn't sell, um, the the seller's realtor probably had a pretty good idea of what the market value was, and that's how they established their price. It's not well, guaranteed, but it's a good indication. Well, or look at it on the flip side that maybe they were priced out to lunch, and that's why it expired Perhaps. and didn't sell. Perhaps. So, but but then look. But at the you pictures. can look at the pictures. You can look at what they had it listed for. What did the pictures look like? Maybe they renovated it the same as yeah. that two sixty seven and tried to list it for two sixty, and it didn't move. Mm. Well, why? That's good data, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
take all that into consideration. Yeah. You guys thought I wasn't going to talk about Carol Baskins again, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was um, – <clears throat> sorry about that. I was uh, – yesterday when Wayne brought up uh, Carol Baskins on the podcast, I was uh, trying to help Everly get a, a charger, and so I wasn't on the mic and I didn't have my headphones on, but he, he said Carol Baskins. Uh, well, how did you bring it up? Oh, I, I was just coming she, up with she, names. She, yeah, she was just she's just somebody that he was talking about, and like I was like, why did you have to bring that up when I wasn't on the mic? Oh. I like because I was like sitting there trying not to burst out laughing, like off in the distance. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> I um when when I'm when I'm coming up when I'm coming up with fake names, for examples, especially when I'm when I'm when I'm you know using fake names to to make make a joke. I try not to use names of people who are currently on the podcast. So then it gets really hard. And I'm just like, you know, I might be like, oh, you know, then you got this person, uh, Brandy. And then Brandy's over there like, what the shit, (laughs) dude? So I, you know, I I always try and, you know, choose a name that's like not someone who's going to be listening. And then as soon as I said Carol, I'm like, well, I kind of know a Carol in the community. I don't want to hurt Carol's feelings. So I'm like, Carol I don't know. I, I <laughs> Carol Burnett. No one's no one's gonna get that reference. So it's Carol Baskins. Anyways, and it worked really well. Okay. Um. <laughs> too funny. Oh man. Okay. So oh, hi, Brandy. Oh, yeah. Hey, Brandy. How's it going? Uh. <laughs> uh Okay. You don't hear that name anymore, hey? Brandy? It was a hit in the 90s, late 90s. Definitely. Um You're right. <laughs> Anywho. You don't hear a whole lot of Wayne's either. <laughs> uh we're wrapping up on pretty much questions. I got a, I got a couple more here. And like I said earlier, they're a little, they're all over the place today. So if you guys got questions, you know, today's the day to ask them and just, uh, yeah, we'll get through the hodgepodge of, uh, of, uh, of questions. And then, um, we'll, we'll see where tomorrow's show goes, but, <laughs> um, this is an older one as well. And I feel like we kind of answered it, but, um, Alan was asking is, is not having a dishwasher, a deal breaker for potential tenants. Does it save landlord maintenance headache by not having one? So it's a two part, you know, is, is it a deal breaker for tenants? Uh, yes, it can be 100%. I think for a lot of tenants, it's a deal breaker. I, I funny story, just washed the dishes for the first time the other day in 15 years. I'm like, look at me cleaning out the the sink. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 dishwasher was on, and we just had the house cleaned. And I'm like, I feel really bad leaving these two plates in here. I'm gonna wash these plates. <laughs> um, I I think like everybody everybody who's here live with us, um, like, would it be a deal breaker for you? Like, let's take a small poll of you know how many people are here. Nat, Nat says yes. Um, Glenn says yes. Yeah, because I mean, like, it's it certainly would be for me um, personally. Uh, that would definitely be a deal breaker. Um, but some people, it doesn't matter to. But the thing, 
the thing that I always try to think of is that, and it's the same thing for like when you're flipping houses or for when you're renting houses, I think that anything that lowers your prospective pool of, of possible clients is to your detriment. Yeah. Um, I think the same thing when like people are not pet friendly for rentals. If you're not pet friendly, I forget the statistic of how many people own pets, but it is extraordinary. 80%. It yeah. is extraordinary. So you're taking your 100% pool of, of people, both who have pets and who don't have pets that might be interested in your place, and you're reducing it to like 20 or 25 when mm. you're not pet friendly. And it's the same thing, I think, with um, with a dishwasher is that it is so common and so relied upon and so expected these days that if somebody has a choice between yours and another similarly priced place and they could qualify for both, they're going to pick the other one. Mm. Unless you're like in the exact spot that they are really looking for that is right beside where they their kid goes to school and it's just around the corner from work and this other place is like i don't know 15 minutes away yeah that might change their mind and there's no other property that they can find that fits their other criteria then they might choose you yeah. but it's it's limiting it limits you for sure yeah um everybody said yes it's a deal breaker except for john um, now I feel like if I repeat what John said, it's going to be offensive if I say it. So now I'm all worried about it. But John says, so, uh, us, <laughs> us, us Filipinos do dishes by hand. So it wouldn't be a big deal. Like all of you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Please. Let's leave that. Let's not touch that. <laughs> thank you for your input. Yes. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> because if I laugh at your joke, because you're laughing, then it's offensive. Yeah. We cannot engage. <laughs> <laughs> <Can I? laughs> uh, this world's too sensitive <laughs> that was pretty funny though um but i mean if you think about it not just like dishwashing but just everything in general um we we have pretty much everything is automated these days you know what i mean like we don't i'm trying to come up with examples um, as soon as you take anything away that we have been, you know, that we've had automated for the last 20 years, it's like, oh my God, I have to wash my own dishes. Like, what is this? Or imagine like having to like bust out a, a, a washing board to wash there, your clothes. That's a great example. <laughs> like to, to have to wash your clothes or, you know what I mean? A to pail have to and a washboard. <laughs> and like a drying, uh, dry line outside, like a dryer line. Well, um, lots of people still hang their clothes. To yeah. Dry, but, but, it, but, you know, yeah. um, 100%. It didn't have one. Yeah. You know, the the the, the property didn't have one. And like, it, it's still, we, we've been so spoiled in, you know, in this, uh, what's a good way of explaining it? And, and, and everything, this automated world, like, like, I swear to God, like if we had, if we had a machine that uh, pulled our clothes out of the dryer, folded them and put them in the, in the, in the, in the dresser. I mean, every single, every person would have that because yeah. nobody does. 
no, like it's easy enough to take haul your clothes down this giant bag overflowing and you know you're, you pulled your shoulder and your back to get it downstairs in the basement to do your laundry and then you forget to put it in the dryer and then it sits in the dryer you know for two weeks while you just pull out the jeans and the shirts as you need them you know what i mean like <laughs> and then eventually three weeks four weeks five weeks later you finally bring them upstairs you fold them and you feel so accomplished that's if it's not sitting you know on your the edge of your bed for a month you feel so accomplished that like after two months you finally folded it and then three days later you wore them all and it's back in the whole you know it's back in a pile and makes its way downstairs if we had a machine that did that for us take my money or a robot every single freaking person would have one and if if you, if everyone had one and your house did not i swear to god you would not be able to rent that place so you know that's kind of the equivalent of a dishwasher it's you know, it's, it's everybody hides their dirty dishes in the dishwasher. And it's very easy just to throw a pod in now, turn it on. And then, you know, do you empty the dishwasher? No, you pull your clean dishes out of the dishwasher <laughs> until your sink is overflowing until eventually you have to like, oh, fine, I'll unload it just so I have a place to hide my dirty dishes. Right. So, I mean, I, I think it's a, like, that's just how people live now. We're super lazy and there's an Uber for everything. Right. Um, we're more concerned with our side hustles and the things that we love doing as opposed to, you know, putting in the work, like maintaining house a house. Work, yeah. We do have one unit that doesn't have a dishwasher we and do? yeah, we do. And, um, we generally have only ever had like, it's, it's also just a one bedroom, um, basement. So it's, oh. it's really for a single person and, uh, it's never sat empty. But um, it's like if if that place was more than a one bedroom, we would 100% have issues. Interesting. Interesting. Um, okay. Brandy says uh, that they have a couple portable dishwashers and find that the tenants don't use them. Yeah, portable dishwashers are kind of a pain in the butt. I I knew somebody who had one and like you have to like roll it over, hook it up to the sink. Like I I forget, I don't remember, but it's it's like not convenient. <laughs> I probably wouldn't use it either. Hmm. Garrett says my machine is called homeschool children. It's like expensive slave labor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um, Don says that reminds me, I forgot to turn on the dishwasher last night. Well, now you're screwed. Dishwashers, man, they, they, what's, the, what's the deal with dishwashers? They, they run an extra long these days. <laughs> turn a dishwasher on, you think it's going to be ready in an hour and a half or before dinner, and then it's still, it's still going after you've gone Three to hours sleep. Later. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the deal with dishwashers? Um, uh, Sean says, okay, but seriously, we have robots and washers and dryers. Can't they be all be in the same machine? Oh, the washer and dryer? Yeah, they do have those for apartments. I think it's common in like Europe. Um, what? And they're like, washer and dryer, same machine? Yeah. I don't know how they work, but yeah. Uh, speaking of robots, um, I've seen a lot of people posting, you know, getting sushi delivered on a robot um, lately. Where's this coming from? Yeah, it's like a thing now. So is there a restaurant nearby? 
Um, because I've, I've seen know. multiple I've seen, people yeah, posting it. I've seen a few. I've seen. Is there a restaurant nearby where they have a, a robot know. that serves you? I don't know. I don't know. Please post in the comments. <laughs> Anyways. What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it all kind of just goes back to the point of how incredibly automated things are and how lazy we are. There's like, there's one, there's one register at Walmart. Every time I go into Walmart and I see that, I, I always just like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like my dad and like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> that poor girl who's working at the register. Now she's got to watch 20 people scan their stuff. And not to mention the fact that the camera's watching me as I'm scanning it. So as I swipe my credit card, they're also recording me in my face. So they know where I buy my stuff. I got my picture. Um, but like, like it's every time I don't go to Walmart very often, obviously. Um, um, and it just, it blows my mind every time I go there. And maybe this is an old thing for a lot of people, but the fact that like, there's no one scanning your stuff anymore. You scan your own stuff. I, I just remember like 10 years ago, I remember like there was some article, there was like a video of like Apple stores. It was Apple or was it Amazon stores, something like that. Something like probably Apple, basically, where you can just like go in and there's nobody working there. You just kind of scan your stuff and it's like a trust system. Like scan it and then you leave. You know what I mean? I don't think that would be Apple. <laughs> no, I, I think it was. It was uh I think it well, maybe it was Amazon. That, that, whatever, whatever it was, but it was like you just kind of go into a store and there, there was no one working there. And it was like you just kind of scan it with your scan it with your phone. And I remember looking at that and everyone was like, What? And now it's like it's it's slowly becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dishwashers are important. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand, and I remember. Did I say seriously? Oh, maybe. I just activated Gabby Siri. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, I'm getting way off topic, but um, Garrett says today's episode is going to be called "Wayne Realizes His Age." Yep. And Ken says, great show today, Wayne and Gabby. I do not agree. (laughs) (laughs) He says, the podcast is exploding as well. Yeah, we get a lot of um, regular live listeners, um, which is great. You know, continue to keep sharing the show with others. I mean, that's what we do it for, um, to get up early and to help people and answer questions and and to help you guys take massive action every day, right? Name brand. Name brand action. uh, okay, what else we got in the comments here? We got a couple minutes left. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I want to talk about rentals tomorrow. Okay, what you know, about I, them? I want, what? what about them? I want to talk about rent rates tomorrow. Okay, um, we'll talk about rental rates and um, where they're at right now. I have a couple um renewals coming up at the end of March do that we? I was, yeah, I was looking at sending out um, emails yesterday, but I was like, ah, I don't have time to do market research right now. Son of a bitch. Well, I'm I'm hopeful that both of them will renew, but hopeful, I don't know. So, <laughs> is the is the douchebag up no, for renewal? Not until He's the end of May. Uh, <laughs> I know. We should just let him out early, since we're going to be doing vacancies anyways. Yeah. If we're in vacancy mode, let's just let him out. Ugh. I'm down. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Well. I think uh, that's a good that's a good spot to wrap it up. What does uh sorry what does Cody or mean? not what does Cody mean? He says and lease notice. I seen your comment yesterday. 
What does that mean? We can wait a minute. What what are you what are you referring to, Cody? <laughs> lease notice. Notice to get out of lease. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, I, I might have commented on some landlord group. I do that from time to time. Um I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Oh, you don't need to give notice to a tenant. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can talk about that tomorrow as well. I can make a note of that on how much notice you're supposed to give to a tenant at the end of a fixed term lease. I think that the spoiler question spoiler alert. <laughs> the spoiler, Zero. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, no. Um there there was there's some confusion. So there was a woman now I'm going over an hour. Um there was a woman that was asking um she she went on some government of alberta website that had like um, a cheat sheet for the residential tenancies act mm -hmm. and so like there's the residential tenancies act which is like whatever 50 some odd pages um and it's an act so it's like here here to there within and all that other legalese yeah it can be uh, hard, it can be sections of it can be hard to read yeah hard to interpret yeah and then they also have cheat sheets uh across you know various government of alberta websites service and, alberta and yeah yeah and so with that, you know, they had, they, there's one particular page that's very contradicting where it says that fixed term leases, you do not need to give any notice. And everybody knows that in Alberta that you don't, at the end of a fixed term lease, the, the tenants nor the, um, the landlord need to give notice that it's ending. It just ends. And as long as the person leaves, everything's fine. Um, but then when they're talking about periodic tenancies, so weekly, uh, monthly, uh, and yearly, Technically, there is a yearly periodic lease. Okay, I know what you're talking about. And with a that. yearly periodic lease, you need to give 90 days notice. Now, most people, when they do a year, you know, a year lease or tenancy, they don't put in their lease that it's a fixed term lease. Does does ours say that it's it's fixed? yeah? It hasn't. Well, it has an end date. So it says this lease. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I'm asking a question. <laughs> I don't look at our leases. <laughs> I wasn't yelling at you. Take, just, just take, I, I don't know if a, a little bit of passion. Take it down a notch, okay? <laughs> um, it has an end date. So I think that the difference with periodic and I, like, honestly, I've never actually seen a periodic one because in Alberta, we know nobody, don't use nobody them. Uses like it. don't use them. It's not, it it's doesn't help you. For yeah. landlords. So I've never actually seen one, but my understanding is that a periodic would be like it starts where you know you're going to move in on such and such date and this is a weekly or a monthly or a yearly periodic tenancy yeah um so it doesn't state this so it's let's call it a weekly it doesn't state that um you know you're moving in on uh january 10th and uh the end of your weekly periodic is january 17th like there's no end date. It just right, states, right. you know what I mean? So whereas a fixed term, it clearly states the end of your lease is, and that can also be like, I've done extensions to leases for like three or six months for people who have a specific situation and it, there's a defined end date. Right. So a fixed term doesn't need to mean that it's a year, like in the traditional one year lease. Mm -hmm. It can be three months. It could be one month. It can be six months. It can be 18 months. But there's a defined end date. Yeah. And that's what determines that it's a fixed term. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for answering that question for me in a respectful manner. You're welcome. 
sorry. Uh, sorry for my <laughs> increased volume. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, that's that's what the woman she was very she was very confused about the contradiction on that website because mm-hmm. uh, it didn't it didn't clearly state yearly periodic or periodic yearly. It just said yearly. So you had two it was con- under the periodic section, but yes. it said yearly lease. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, when it's not clearly defined and it's not easy to interpret it, it's a lot of newer landlords. They get confused by that. Yeah. Even I was confused by it when I first saw yeah, it. Yeah, so. I have I know exactly the section that you're talking about. I've seen that as well. And went, wait, what? Yeah. So anyways, uh, we'll talk about, um, I want to talk about rental rates tomorrow to kind of see where they're at. Um, if you've got a specific, uh, province you would like, or sorry, a specific city or area you'd like us to review, um, just shoot us an email at info at reimorningshow.com. Um, or, you know, you can, uh, hop onto our free real estate investing masters Facebook group and say, Hey, yo, let's talk about medicine hat. And we'll do that for you. Um, I know Brandy will be here. (laughs) Okay, guys. Anyways, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.